the voice of one crying the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god the voice of one crying the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god the voice of one crying for eyes to see and ears to hear, hearts to understand, mouths that speak plainly. Thank you. Amen. Praise God. You may have your seats. I'll make a quick comment on saying amen. Amen means I agree means I agree. So when you say amen, it means you are saying, I agree to what was just prayed. You should agree. And there are times you may not agree. And when it's like that, you don't say amen. The ridiculous thing is to agree and not say amen. Or to not agree and say amen. Simple exhortation. When First Corinthians 14 speaks about Talk, speak, praying in tongues, and how, if the people don't understand, how can they say amen? How can they say amen if they don't understand? That means you're supposed to understand what is being prayed. What happens if you're not even listening? 
Some people are distracted all the time. If you are not listening, you can't say amen. So this is a comment on prayer. So you better always listen very intently when prayer is being made. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Playing instruments, whatever you're doing. That's why I always tell the instrumentalists, you're not there to enjoy playing music. You better be part of what's happening. Or you can be in a thousand meetings and you're not part of anything. Because you're not saying amen to anything. You're, you're not in agreement. You're, you didn't even hear. You were making so much noise. And you wonder, what are things, how they are? How can things not? You haven't even seen how they'll be yet. Because you're an instrumentalist. I think that's why many instrumentalists around the world are very messed up. And on their way to a terrible judgment. Because most, you're too busy doing something that you're not part of anything. And by instrumentalists, I mean people that do things, do meetings, ushers too. Anybody that is busy doing a meeting. Now, things need to be done. People need to be attended to. That's why you see the ushers here sitting down. We don't, uh, my, it's very important to me that everyone partakes. May nothing make you so busy as to not be part of what's happening. Whatever it is you're doing, you're a technician, whatever you're doing, camera person, Whatever it is you're doing. We have some camera people that, yes, most of our camera people, you notice we are worshipping, they, they are worshipping too. They are part of what's happening. Some are better than some. Some are, <laughs> God help them. But it's something I've tried to insist on from before we had an instrument. You must be a part of what's happening. I'm going to repeat it. There's a reason why it seems people that are involved technically with things, with making things run, are usually also the farthest away from God. Because they are, I don't know if I should say, spiritually clueless. They, I don't know if they think there's a special favor they have or will have from I don't know. Because they are doing something. The people sitting down to listen are doing something. Everybody is doing something. What matters is not that you're doing something. is that what you're doing is pleasing to God. Whatever it is, it is that we may be found pleasing to Him. That's the calling. To be found pleasing to Him. So, it's very important that we all Learn to know how to say amen. I don't like people shouting. I don't like them drawing the amen. Amen. You're distracted. Many times the prayer is still going on. Next thing you say amen to what you... I've seen people that don't listen to anything that is being said. They came, they are amen machines. Take note of what I'm saying. You have to listen. It's super important that you listen. It's why you don't make noise while prayer is being made. If it's someone praying for the rest of the house, like a pastor, a preacher, you know, and he had been, and he comes to a time after preaching or whatever else was happening, then he's praying. If you're still making noise then, 
you still don't understand. Give me 1st Corinthians 14. You know, you still don't understand. Verse 16. He says, otherwise, if you speak a blessing in spirit. So I go, Rake How can someone who is uninstructed say amen to your thanksgiving? So the person stood. If you know the things of the spirit, you've watched and observed for a while. And the person comes to the place where he's standing and you're praying and whatever. And you say, You can say amen because it's likely he's... What do you think he's doing? What? Complaining. So it's likely he's saying, Oh God, whatever he's saying is he's in, a, in the spirit. Okay? So there are two ways to pray. The same chapter. Go and read it if you don't know it. And it tells you you can pray in the, with the spirit or in the spirit and pray with your understanding. Two ways. In the spirit or with your understanding. So he's saying, when you do it, he was giving instructions. When you're doing things in the spirit, there's a way you do it. When you're doing things with your understanding, that's like now in a language everyone understands. There's a way you do it. And he's saying, what about those that are uninstructed? That cannot be saying whether amen in their hearts or receiving amen. They, you know, they're just like, what, what are they saying? So he calls them the uninstructed. That's why I'm instructing you. Now, you must grow in this thing as opposed to standing and saying, well, I beg, I beg, I don't know what's happening. You're uninstructed. You ought to be instructed or you lose out. You're standing there looking left and right. When would they get around to what? You're missing, you're not saying, Amen. It can be thanksgiving. That's what the Bible says. You hear them declaring the mighty deeds of God in their another tongue. That's in the book of Acts when the Holy Spirit came down upon them. And then it says, since he does not know what you're saying, he was encouraging them not to do things to for people. You're, 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 you're speaking a blessing, but you're doing it in the spirit. And he's saying, you have to know in that crowd, there are people that don't understand what you're doing. Therefore, now I've commented that you can understand what is going on. You don't have to have the uh, interpretation of tongues. You just know that something is happening now. I mean, the person stopped and started praying, stretching out his hand, or just... After they said something in English, then they said it in the spirit too, and they are going like that. What do you think is happening? Do you think you're being cursed? It can only be a blessing. Whatever it means. The preacher, the person saying himself, likely does not understand what they are saying. But it can only be a good thing because it's sweet water or bitter water, according to James chapter 3. And do you think the spirit of God is bitter water sweet water is living water so you should be able to receive it but the scriptures is telling you even though this is so try not to do it that way when people are not instructed or they won't agree why because it's super important that people even uninstructed people can say amen are you understanding me even though you can say a blessing and give thanks in the spirit but for the sake of those that don't understand that and will not say amen, say it in English. Say it in a language they understand. This is how important it is 
to say amen. I don't know if you see this. This is how important it is to say amen. So for those of you that have it, I sometimes I have the misfortune of my eyes opening and seeing people. I look at people and I wonder, what do you even want in this world? Next thing you go on, but that's why some of you, it torments you and I, I'm, I'm at peace with it now. Once in a while I'm worried because there are new people that are uninstructed, so I'm instructing you. But there, there are those that you can, you can keep your problems. After it's a three days dry, since you won't collect it free, free prayer that took 30 seconds, it's three days dry, you go. Not me or me, I don't torment people. But someone will give you three days dry. Seven. For the same thing. Amen means I agree. May it be so. It's like you putting your signature. Me too. Then you refuse. Do you know, many people, there's endless documents in the spirit. You never signed it. Then you, co- you come after that and say, please pastor, I'd like to see you. There's this problem. You mean what we just prayed about in the last two meetings? Why didn't you say amen to it? It didn't like it. Some are thinking of. That's why you shouldn't be a sinner. Because sinners have many things to think about. Am I pregnant? Am I sick? Uh, uh, come on, you guys, you remember now, tell me. Will EFCC catch me? Yes, 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 yes. Constantly, their life is a disaster, very sad life. The life of the Bible says the way of a sinner is hard. It's hard. You know, it's a difficult life, and I understand it. Accept my condolences, but you <laughs> it's why you shouldn't sin. So that you can focus on saying amen. You know, Christians too, those ones you know I'm talking about, maybe extreme, you know, leave the extreme this thing. Christian sinners and go. You 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 you, insult, you disrespected your mother before coming out. How will you be able to focus while you're in the meeting? Your mind is running all over the place. And now you told her, "Leave me alone." I'm not an old woman like you. And you left. Meanwhile, she was saying, "How can you wear that kind of clothes? How can you wear something so short?" Say, "Leave me, man, old woman." Bam! You slam the door. Then you come. Then during the meeting, maybe you are born again. So small Holy Spirit is there. Or just conscience is laying. Do you say that? So you can't hear your busy thinking. Tell you, is this war? <laughs> Ten amens they have said in meeting. You couldn't say any. You didn't hear a single thing. Meanwhile, your body came here. But your soul is still standing outside the door of your house. Where you slammed it. So don't just sin. Be a well-behaved person. You know, I'm referring to Christians, you know, the ones Christians take like nothing, you know, you, you quarrel with your brother. You, you, you did the wrong thing. You, you were selfish. You, you didn't. So again, your mind is agitated. You, you have all these outstandings and things that are unresolved, you know, those things. If you would deal with that, you'd be able to say amen. I repeat, saying amen is super important. Agreeing, saying I too, me too, distraction would deprive you of that. Some people, you just hear them say amen, say amen. You can't say amen, must be from your heart. If you didn't hear what was said, your amen is an empty sound. 
And then there are amends you don't want to say. There are things that are said that you probably shouldn't say amen to. There are meetings, there are preachers that preach nonsense. Some are not preachers, some are voodoo priests. I saw a video. That video I sent you, have you seen it? There's one guy in Ghana called Nana Poku or something. Whatever. One of these juju priests. They are called themselves preachers. And I saw a clip and in that part, he said people should come and bring a doll. They should bring a doll and that doll is to pray against the enemies. And when you pray against your enemy, you will. It, like this voodoo, your simple voodoo, it's amazing. So come with a door. And when we pray against your enemies, we'll burn it. He lifted a doll, a baby doll. He was holding it, carried it. See, and put 200 studies on, on top of it with money. Oh, my God has suffered. Now, you don't want to say amen. So let's say your auntie, you went to visit your auntie in Ghana and they took you. You thought you were going for a church meeting. Okay, you thought it was church. Then you get there. Or someone stands and says, let's pray that everyone standing in the way of your promo- promotion, like many preachers do, normal, popular, Pentecostal preachers do, they would die by fire. And they are not referring to a spirit. You know it's a human being. You, you say amen. You don't say amen to that. There are things you don't say amen to. Some of you are wondering, eh? Eh? Because you've been practicing juju Christianity all this time. You don't say amen. You don't cause people to die. <laughs> it's very basic Christianity. Bless. Curse not. You can't be cursing that someone should die. It's very different if God says, open your mouth like a prophecy and says, your time is up to someone or, you know, your judgment has come or I shall remove it. That's a prophetic word. And God can say it's prayer, but it's a very rare thing. It can happen and has happened. It was a certain uh, president of a country, African country, many years ago, and a preacher was talking about how they in a meeting, they have been praying, pastors and all that, and they pray, and at a time, they're just doing like this. <laughs> After praying for a long time, and later they find out that's when the man's plane fell out of the sky. He crashed, he died. They didn't pray about it. They, prophetically, I don't know who started doing like this. <laughs> but he says this will pull the plane out of the sky. <laughs> now, they didn't know. So that's an example. God can do things. God does things. You know, but it's God's right to do. He holds the keys of death. Not you. When you walk around flaunting a key you didn't get, you stole it. One, it doesn't work. That's why some of you have been saying someone should die since you and your family. Your mother led the prayer. It's long. The person has not died. In fact, they seem to be doing better if you check. Because you don't hold the keys of death. But on the other hand, some people, God gave them small authority and they use it 
and go around killing people. Don't annoy me. <laughs> I'll finish it. So, God does not want this. So, there are prayers you don't say amen to. Are you hearing me? So, all of you that will pray to an automatic amen mood. It's still the same point I'm making. You must pay attention to what is happening. You should listen. What was just said now, do I agree with it? Now, there are those that will say, oh, it takes me time to agree. If you're new, very young in the things of God, and you've been around and you think, oh, this minister of God seems to say things that are sound. Just say amen. Just be on amen mode. Don't ask. You're too young to think. Don't be thinking. Just follow the crowd. Huh? But as you grow and you start understanding, or maybe you don't trust, you don't know this preacher very well, and the person shows up and starts make, saying things, Throwing it around. You marry this year. You shout amen. Do you want to marry this year? Are you sure you want to marry this year? That amen you said. When 18 men come. What will you do? All the guys that join and say amen. Where would the girl live? Would they squat with you? You are squatting. You marry them. Into a squatting situation. Amen! And you're smiling and laughing because you have no understanding of what a man is for. Are you agreeing actually? No, you dare not agree. This year when? This is November 20th. <laughs> you have not even met the person yet. That kind of hurry, 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 Rebecca marriage. Slow, slow down. This is not them. Do you understand me? So there are people who just, you just love to say amen. Then there are those. You, you don't say amen. You're distracted. It's super important that you say amen. God may not mind that the instructed does not know when to say amen when you're praying the spirit. But he minds that even though you're uninstructed, you say amen. Do you understand? You didn't see that there? He wants the uninstructed to say amen. He said, how will the uninstructed say amen? Someone who is new. It's so important that you say amen, that you, they, they must consider you. So sometimes, I try, I as a person, I'll repeat a prayer, I'll say something. And, and most times my eyes tend to be closed, but I've, as a preacher, I've forced myself to open my eyes more. It's why sometimes I'm saying, to, I'm looking around and, you know why I made you sing that verse again? Even though some of you didn't repent at all. Because I happened to look around, I saw people that were not singing. The wordings of verse 2 of uh, uh, shine, Jesus, shine. As we come to your awesome presence from the shadows into your radiance. And then it was a prayer that was, uh, can, you, can you find it? You know, what's the next line? He talked about as we are entering God's presence that his light will shine. There's a screen here. There's a screen here. I think some of you don't see well. Don't be staying at the ends of the earth. Come closer. Stay here. If you're standing here and you don't see that, turn around and look at the screen next to you. You notice I made us sing it twice? That's the only reason. Because I happened to open, I was closing my eyes. I know the first verse offhand. So I was closing my eyes. I know the chorus. I was just singing, you know. But I, my eyes happen to open. Usually that's the Holy Spirit 
pointing me at someone. Pay attention. Let me distract it. That's the Holy Spirit pointing me at someone. So my eyes will open. Usually, if someone keeps entering my eye while I'm preaching, usually there or after the meeting or something, God is saying something to that person. And the person that entered my eye still didn't sing it. You're the only reason I made us sing it again. You had to say it. By the blood, I'm entire your brain. Search me, try me, consume all my darkness. You didn't say it. You didn't. I'm saying, I'm speaking actually. That's what happened this morning. You didn't utter any of these words. What will I do? I'll keep on singing it ten times. I'll stop and come and say, <laughs> Say this thing. Already, as a pastor, sometimes I care too much. Most preachers just ignore everybody and just do what they want to do. But for me, I know the power of words. I know how it matters that you agree with God. They, with God, can two walk together except they be agree? And then, they, you know, so there's this funny thing people do sometimes. Maybe you're new to a place and your whole attitude is, I don't know this song. I'm new here. So, are you new to the earth? Are you new to God? Are you new to creation? Are you new to need? Do you have needs? If you have spiritual needs, physical needs, it's better you just talk. I don't know this tune. As I come into your awesome presence from the shadows into your radiance by the blood. You're hearing all that sin. Just say it by the blood. Yeah, I'm entering your brightness. Search me, try me, consume all my darkness. That was a chance to pray. Again, some people, anything that has a sound on it, a tune. You say it's a song. It's praise and worship. Who told you? You must pay attention to what is being said. Remember, you can't say amen if you're not paying attention. This is a prayer. The whole song. It's a prayer that it is set to music. So what? You call it the Psalms. What do you think the Psalms are? Songs. But look at them. Do you sing them? Do you bring them for singing? You use it to pray. That's exactly what It's the easiest way. We were here on Friday. We prayed multiple prayers. At the end of it, I commented and said that we have been praying. And I know, again, there will be some new people that were wondering when. We had prayed multiple prayers, and I began to explain without saying this. Go and listen to Friday's meeting. And we sang multiple songs. Those songs were prayers, different kinds of emphasis. Yesterday I was told that the new Nigeria prayer group in the 40-day prayer we've been doing that met, I didn't join them, before the meeting that day, that all the things we prayed here were the things they had prayed for down there, you know, and I just came and expounded and repeated the whole prayer meeting they had, the one-hour prayer meeting they had before coming up here. So it definitely means it was the Spirit of God. You saw us. We ended up not sitting down. We didn't take notes, anything. It just went like that. It was a prayer meeting. But if you ask the average uninstructed person, they are going to say, oh, there was just a lot of praise and worship. <laughs> Grow up. In Jesus' name. 
you must pay attention to what is being said. It's the words that matter. And I pointed how we had prayed about this, prayed about that, prayed about how do I get the prayer points? I hear it in my head. I hear bits and pieces. Many times I don't know the song. I just hear a line and I'm humming. Thankfully, uh, the music team sometimes are able to hear, identify, you know, I hum a line and they find it and put it up for me. And then we can sing it. That singing you call singing is prayer. Psalms. Singing to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. That you're doing it to a melody is perfectly normal Christianity. It's normal Christianity. It that has been lost. God has been restoring things to the body of Christ. You have 150 chapters here of exactly the same thing. Again, I like to remind, tell the new people once in a while. You hear many of the songs we sing. We sing, those songs were songs we got in a meeting like this. Normal. It wasn't planned, rehearsed, prepared. So we take it, try to either 100% the way we sang it originally or tweak it a bit. But it was during a normal meeting and we were praying and we were all that. And sometimes I was just muttering into the microphone or someone that was leading worship was just you know, while the prayer, people are praying, oh God, oh God, and there were these words have coming, these words coming, help us change us, walk in us, so oh God, do the things that you have us do. It's a prayer that it has a tune, is inconsequential. It just makes it more enjoyable while you're praying. Why? Because the Bible says that my house of prayer, it will be a joyful house. Not dry, not the other kind. You know, again, people are not used to praying like this. It's like you felt too happy for it to be real prayer. For it to be real prayer. said, my people will be joyful in my house of prayer. That's what the Bible says. It says they will be joyful in my house of prayer. You're supposed to enjoy prayer. The mindset that prayer must be harsh, grilling, painful. Ah. <laughs> You, you got it from somewhere, but where? Say, you have to bring forth. Yes, we understand. There are things, you know, hear me. It, we, it does happen. Yesterday, the prayer group, yesterday's prayer, people were groaning like they were putting to bed for real, shouting. They said, the worry, worry was whether neighbors were running and say, what is happening in this house? They were praying in my house because... I, Whatever. It was at my house on the lower floor. That's where the prayer meeting held. This happens. I spoke about this not too long ago. About groanings in the spirit. I told you the real thing. This is not fake. This is people feeling contractions physically. Physically. Ah, ah. And a sister of us was in labor. By the way, she's put to bed. And uh, it's a girl. So. All right. So she was in the hospital at the same time, and God, and there's been so much warfare over her head, you know, so much warfare. Things God showed us even before she married, and after she's married, level after level of just wahala, you know. And this is how life works. These are the things that if she didn't have this structure in place, <laughs> probably be dead, or she and that baby, you know, because the amount of, the number of people, the amount of prayer that has gone on, 
for so long. Anyways, I'm saying that the mother is fine, the baby is fine. She's not weak. She'll talk to my wife this morning. It's talking so much. <laughs> has too much energy. <laughs> I was wondering, why does she have so much energy? Now, so where bomb be this? <laughs> the phone was not on speaker. It was on, but wow, I heard everything. <laughs> very, very loud. I didn't hear everything, but I was try- trying to sleep. I mean, I couldn't. They woke me up successfully. So, sister, congrats. All the house, they're excited. They feel like finishing and we should all rush out now. <laughs> Self-control. The fruit of the spirit. Oh yeah, stop thinking about babies, sisters. Um, so, you know, so there was all of that happening. So people were laboring for her. There was also labor for Nigeria. We've had that happen, even in public meetings here sometimes. And, and it comes on up. So it's not fake groaning. It's not fabricated groaning. Uh. <laughs> it's real. I've told you. For every, there's fake. There's a fake version of everything. There's a real version. And I, I have to pause and explain this thing because sometimes when you guys hear me, some people might hear me speak about these things, and you think, eh, is it because he has not experienced it? That's why. You don't understand. I'm a fan of authenticity. Most of the things I talk about, I've experienced. We've experienced. And I know how it was. It's real. Well, when I see a fake thing, I'm offended. So permit me to let you know that that's fake. There's fake stuff everywhere. That does not mean there are those. Let me explain. There are those who, who speak against things they've never experienced. I've spoken about that many times too. They are not in support of it because their group is against it. That's not the basis on which I speak against the thing. I agree with, I've told you, probably 90% of what someone may say. Is that 10% of error that I'm saying? No, no. That thing you're saying is not right. You're deceiving God's people. You're not supposed to deceive God's people. Deceiving God's people is illegal. Aren't you afraid? Aren't you afraid of misleading a head of sheep? You should be afraid. The honor, remember, you were never the honor of the sheep. You were placed over them by God. He will ask you. So, and when I see people misled, like, you know, I'm going to point out, no, 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 no. Don't go down that way, especially if you're my responsibility. Don't go down that way. You dare not go down that way. That, that way is dangerous. There's a cliff. You will fall to your death spiritually. So you must be warned. You must be helped. You must be assisted, corrected, and encouraged to return. All right? So that's the job of a shepherd. Shepherd, poimen, Greek, is the word pastor. Okay? Shepherd. It's the job of a shepherd to protect the sheep, to give account for each of them. I don't know what kind of... There are shepherds that don't care what happens. They are too busy pleasing another shepherd than to care for their sheep. I don't know what kinds of shepherds those are. You know, someone comes and tells your sheep, Ah, it's this. This is what I feed my sheep with. My sheep are wealthy. My sheep are this. They add weight. They produce a lot of wool very fast. Super miracle growth feed for sheep worldwide. He's an advertising agent. 
he comes. I don't ask. Instead of carefully interrogating what he's selling, like, sorry, how fast do you say? Wait, you mean this thing that normally takes four years? You people say it takes four weeks. How? Ah. Based on my small experience in shepherding, that's too abnormal. Is that healthy? What? Just say no. Let's welcome his coming to our next conference. You don't care. What we want is results. You want results. MMM. So you're going to answer to God if you're a shepherd. Again, I tell you, pray for shepherds. Pity them. Don't be jealous of shepherds. Don't be jealous of them at all. Because they will give account to God in ways that an ordinary person does not even understand. He looks at you and says, oh yeah, you're the one that started eating my sheep. You're the one that used my sheep as guinea pigs for your experimentation because you want to take the wool and go and sell. So you started feeding them with dangerous things that they after effect. So a proper shepherd will test, will test the thing and be sure, and be sure of what's going on because he's accountable for this. All right, this is my exhortation on, I mean, was just to let you know that you need to pay attention. Some of you that have formed the habit of being distracted during meetings, you have to overcome it. It's a stronghold. And be very practical. I tell people, you know, sometimes I see people sit next to someone during a meeting and every time they are talking, commenting, laughing to the person. It's very rare. It probably be a leader also who may be around me that I'm going to see and tell and say, I counsel you not to keep sitting in that place you sit. You're distracted. From the beginning, we told people, don't sit next to your friends. Don't sit next to, we've said that for many years. Don't sit next to your friend doing a church meeting. It's natural that you want to talk. Look for someone you don't know and stay next to them. What are their chances of talking to you? Yes, they are rare creatures. I've seen some new people that come and talk. There's one fellow that used to come. I used to sit this way. I was sure that he came with the person he was next to. Till another meeting, he was sitting next to someone. I kept wondering, does he keep bringing people? Does he allow them to listen during the meeting? He brought them and then I found that they had no connection. So he just turns to a stranger and has a full conversation during church meeting. That's the time you say, Mbu. I bind him. <laughs> you just say, later, later, after the meeting. You tell them. Let them know that they shouldn't keep talking during the meeting. So, this is the practice. You help yourself. Be practical. Like any other thing I teach, you have to be practical. Don't say, okay, I've heard, yes, by God's grace, I'll not be distracted. I'll be paying attention during meetings. Then you stay next to your friend. Two, don't have trouble. I said it. Don't sin. Don't err. Settle things. You quarrel with that your mother before you left. Like that example I gave. You take your phone before you enter. Stand outside and send a message. Mommy, I'm very sorry for saying what I said. Please, forgive me. I I will work on making changes. Even if you're not planning to make the change in your terrible dressing, just say, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Full stop. That's a loon. You have just slapped the spirit of condemnation that will not give you peace during the meeting and allow you to hear. There are many ways to fight. You must learn to fight. Fight by humbling yourself and apologizing. 
Then just pay attention. I gave an example. You don't know the wording of something. Look at the screen. If the place happens to have a screen. If it doesn't have, ask. Ask. Who has this thing? A sister came to visit from far away. And she wants to be involved in everything. And when they start singing a song, she turned to the person next to her. Do you have the wordings? And I saw someone take their phone, start opening, scrolling, looking for the lyrics there. Okay? And then the lyrics are brought out and handed over to her. And she can sing along. That's the attitude. Not the one that the screen is next to you. You're standing here. You're not singing. See the screen here. See you here. Even if you couldn't see normally. I see people do that all the time. And again, you, the older people around them, you really have to grow up. You see the person saying that you're just singing. You won't care about him. I see some people stand here trying to look there. Or stand here and they're trying to look there. Instead of the person next to them saying, they don't care. You don't care about your neighbor. It's the pastor that should care about him. What's your job? You as the one who knows. What's your job? Okay? So we have to carry out practical things so that people can say amen for real from their heart. Listen to what he said. I've always been a big proponent of hearing before responding. Till today, when you're around me and you respond without hearing, I, I'll, I'll, if you are older, you should have more sense, I'll, I'll come after you immediately. So is that what was said? You, the Bible says be quick to hear and slow to speak. Why did you speak? You didn't listen to what was said at all. Listening is a very big deal with God. When you listen properly, you can agree or disagree. You are fully allowed to not say amen. Don't say amen to anything that is against your conscience, that is against what you believe. Don't say amen to it. I stand here and pray and I say, Father, let me give an example of the one that, you know, should be an issue. Father, we commit our president into your hand. We ask that you heal him, make him strong and whole and sound in the name of Jesus. And you refuse to say, man, why should he be whole? No. I'm a part of the wailing women of Nigeria. We've been praying for his death unsuccessfully for the past four years or five years. I know, five or six years. You know, we've been praying, you know. From the beginning, when he entered, we, we were saying he'll die. He'll die. Don't worry, he'll die. He has not died. Who has ever heard of groups that have been praying for the president today? Do you know why he didn't die? We are involved. <laughs> this church, directly, we are involved. We have hand. Directly, I'm not, I don't mean indirectly, directly. Now, because God asked us, showed us. So she is dying, 216 something. He showed me before he was president. Showed me that people were saying he was dying. He was dead. And I, in the dream, I went, no. No, he's not dead, you know. Again, I've shared it with you. So you saw the dates, 214. Before he even became president, God showed me he was president. Showed me they would say he's dead, he's dead, and that he was not. Now, I didn't ask to be shown those things, I was shown. So I just knew it. If you quarrel with opinions, that's your problem. I didn't ask God to show me. What was mine? Me and politics, we are not friends. 
but at least it made me know something. So when it started happening two years later, or three, I'm like, whoa, this is what I was shown. Huh? <laughs> and it happened, that's why till today, to some people, it's not the president, it's Jubril from Sudan. And they actually believe it. His wife has not found out. The governors, he has meetings with every week or so, don't know. His minister, nobody knows. Oh no, they've all agreed, even although they hate him. They, they've agreed to keep quiet. <laughs> you know what a strong delusion is? If without signs and wonders you can be, be under such a strong delusion, what will now happen to you when the Antichrist comes? You're finished. <laughs> You're finished. There's <laughs> nothing you not believe. Anyway, so back to our say. So, God told us to something. He said, pray. And we prayed. And we saw him being killed. And it was from a church building. It's church people that were killing him. That may have been your church group too. Contributed arrows. And the arrows were entering him from, from a church steeple. And we prayed and said, Father, kill him. As we were praying, arrows were being pulled out. He came back one or two weeks later. That he had been away for months, sick. He was back. Within. But before that, we saw, and the Lord spoke to us, and he said, well done. Thank you. But you are not enough. You are too few. Even till recently, the same thing God keeps telling us. There are very few people that understand. But I was giving an example. It's First Timothy chapter 2. And it says, pray for those that are in authority. Then it's specific. For kings. That you may live a peaceable and quiet life. It's directly related to your peace and quiet. Directly. Instead of praying for the people that are responsible for creating peace and quiet for you, you curse them. And if you get the newsletter, I'm sure most of you, you got the newsletter as a first timer. I hope you read it. And you don't need, to, if you haven't read it, you can go out or read it, confirm it. And then go and look at the countries where there are leaders that were, in quotes, bad. And I'm not saying they were not problematic, seriously problematic. That's not the issue. The issue is you obeying God. Why didn't Jesus pray for Pontius Pilate today during his time? Why did he ask that he should come? You, you see, because when your education is not from God, your education is from men. Don't you know what the doctrines, the teachings of men does? Matthew 15, it renders the word of God useless. That's what Jesus said. I'm, all these passages I'm mentioning. See, don't listen to me and leave here and say, well, this is what the pastor said. Go and read what the Bible says. I'm giving you where you can read it. Matthew 15, Jesus says, You people, you render God's word worthless. That is, it becomes like pouring water into something that ought to be concentrated and useful. It's like pouring five pearls of water into a small amount of detergent you want to wash with. You have rendered it useless. That's what people's opinions and many of God's people, you don't know the difference between opinion and the word of the Lord. I try not to 
have opinions when I'm preaching. When I want to say my opinion, I'll say it's my opinion. Other than that, you are called to be a preacher of the gospel. That's the job of preachers. Many forget it and become the preachers of something else. Some people will say, no, you're preaching something else by talking about the president. No, I just told you where to find it. First King Timothy 2. It commands you to pray for your president. It's not a suggestion. It's a, it's, it tells you to offer four things for him. Prayers, supplications. It tells you, put it up. Put First Timothy 2 up. First of all, not second. First, I urge that petitions does that sound like a curse when you're petitioning for someone you're not begging petition prayers intercessions and thanksgiving be offered for everyone then watch for kings now we don't call them kings we call them presidents and all those in authority governors ministers all this is not church structure. This is government structure. So that we may lead tranquil and quiet lives in all godliness and dignity. Now I'm going to... Alright, so there must be someone here who is new. You've heard me make comments about the nation, the president, and you've been wondering. I don't understand this pastor. Is he... So today is your day. Today you'll be answered. You see, God has been listening to you. Alright? Look at the four things you are to offer. Do you see thanksgiving? That you are to offer thanks for your kings and those in authority. You don't just offer, some people pick prayer. The Bible says you should pray. He didn't tell us what to pray. So do you see petitions and intercession? Do you understand what intercession is? To intercede is what Esther did on behalf of the Jews. That is where you show up and beg on behalf of another. You are told to beg on behalf of your kings and those in authority. Now, who are you to disagree with God Almighty? You disagree with the king. You also disagree with your maker. Whom you claim to serve, you disagree with him, then who is on your side? So this is the kind of thing that, this is what church is for. This is what you are to be taught in church. You are supposed to be introduced to how God thinks. Then when you hear how God thinks, you now decide, okay, I didn't say amen in the other two meetings when they prayed for the president but now that i understand amen do you see because now you are instructed are you seeing the power of instruction with regards to prayer to all over our nation and all over the world people are uninstructed and praying you cannot pray or say amen properly if you're not instructed so before you open your mouth to say i'm going for a prayer meeting a prayer invasion you better focus on getting what instruction first the instruction then the prayer you will not pray according to god's will without 
instruction. This is our calling. This is our assignment. This is our privilege. He didn't say based on what's in the news. That's not what he said. Are you hearing me? So let's say Atiku becomes president. I will feel very worried. But when I saw him in 2.15 or so, it was bad. A horrible thing. Big snake-like, centipede-like thing that I think opens. He had multiple hands like a centipede. It's like a big snake. Just big thing like this. And in the middle was this centipede hands and I don't know if he used to absorb people. I don't know. It was just really disgusting. And then there was this other beast that had green on it that looks like a mixture of hippopotamus, rhinoceros body, but the face wasn't, wasn't like a rhinoceros. It was shaped a bit roundish and was struggling. And I think he had horns and a man was pulling it. And, and I wondered, and I asked him, why, why do you have this kind of, it was his farm, his land. Why do you have this kind of things? He said, mm, just enjoy. <laughs> I just enjoy them. And the thing, the person that was holding it, God, the person, blood was gushing and it turned and was stampeding. I mean, the, I woke up of that dream running. Because <laughs> the thing broke free and was rampaging, you know. Dangerously. And I was wondering, what kind of creatures are this? I think, what are these things? was scary to me. Most of the Nigerian church at the time were actively praying for him to become president. Hi, God. You see, these things that happened to me. And I looked, I went, no, this is too it. No, but I had this thing long before. But I remember looking and saying, to be blind is the worst thing that can happen to you. You'll put poison in your hand, you drink it. Say, take this tea. Thank you. Anyways, but let's say he becomes president. We are hearing all these things. What will we do? We will pray for him, in case you don't understand how it works. <laughs> Listen to me. Look at you. Look at you. You're laughing. Your tranquility and quiet life with godliness and dignities linked to your praying for him. If you like, you think it's a joke. How does it work? The way it works is this. Leaders and people in authority are influenced by prayer. They make decisions. It is not in man to order his steps. You think you think the heart of the king is like the river of water, the book of Proverbs says, in the hands of the Lord. He turns it in whatever direction he chooses. So when you pray, what you're doing is you're shaping chapter 21 verse 1. The king's heart is a waterway 
or in the Lord's hand, the king's heart is a stream of water that he channels towards all who please him. He directs it where he pleases. You see, it's a lack. Again, people have this. Do you know how to learn about kings? Do you know how to, you want to be instructed about presidents and all that and stop all these things Nigerians and preachers have been doing for years? Stop being lazy. Stand up. Pick a Bible. Type in the word king. Take your pen. Take a book. Write out every verse. Apart from first kings, second kings, all those places that just king, 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 king. Names of kings. Mm? Go to every other part of the Bible. Then come to this one, sift. I'm saying you don't have to write every place where it says King Hezekiah, King Hezekiah, okay? But everywhere it tells you about kings and gives instructions about kings. Write out the passage, Exodus 5, this, Deuteronomy, this. Write it. Then study it. Study it over one month, two months. Do you understand? Study it for yourself. Write your conclusion. Look at it and say, in this place, the Bible says, kings should be this. Is. In this place, God says, if a king does this, 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 this. It, like, sift it. W- what you will stand up with is called understanding. Again, people here, you can hear a person like me saying things that are different from what many other people say. And you say, that's his own opinion. Does he know more than... You see, that's foolishness. What do you mean? Does that person you're talking about know more than God? Why don't you go to God? It's how I went. My mind is not shaped based on people's opinions. It's based on God's opinion. Go in there. Look at rulers. Also put in the word ruler. Kings. Rulers. Authority. When you have finished sifting it, you're going to arrive at the same conclusion as I. And you go, oh, wow. Oh, what Pastor Itan said, okay. Huh. This thing not true. Don't wait till you have gone around misleading people. Misleading endless people. Then you now see the light. Will you be able to catch everyone you have misled? To show them the light? It is why you should be quick to hear, but slow. To speak. Because we have used our words. We have caused so much damage in the earth. Do you know what's going to happen to us? If God does not show us mercy. Because the things we have been seeing. That are coming. Already it's happening. When you hear people standing on the road. Or just there outside. And then a convoy of cars come to pass. And they just open fire on it. They don't even care who. Just open fire. Brrr. All of that. Where is it happening? Is it not in the east? Is it bandits? Being the hypocrites that most Christians are. All the people that I pop, Biafra people are killing. Who has heard of how much they are killing? They just kill. A car was moving. Was mo- they just kill. They just kill. They just open fire. Just, just shoot you dead. Why did you kill them? Because we can I mean, you people used to be happy about unnamed gunmen. Unidentified, unknown. And how is that working out? They are your fighters. Better pray hard because in 2015, I said 15, I didn't say 18. 15. Almost nobody was here. 
none of you, you guys were not constituted, this church group. When I, we were praying in preparation for election, I said, oh God, concerning upcoming election, what he told me, he said, beware of the, a bed of prey from the east. These are things I've shared a few times. But say a bed of prey from the east. And I remember being worried, a bed of prey from, nobody knew Namdi Kanu's name. Nobody. How many people have died? You focus on talking about bandits. Far, far not. What about these ones? They are unknown gunmen. How many lives? People that advocate your worshipping demon gods directly, openly, that you should worship the old gods that were in charge before white men brought Christianity, that say Christianity is white man's religion. Those are the people you do. Hey! But you're supposed to live peaceably and godly lives in quietness. Whoever enables you, I want to give an example. So Libya. So they killed Gaddafi. The West hated. So the more I've grown, the more I come to understand that whoever controls the news media controls your mind. Yes? Whoever is talking the most. You better know it. And you better not be carried away by whoever is shouting the most. Doesn't mean that person is right at all. I saw a video of a woman in Australia who married, was married. They were married her from his village or whatever. Brought her to Australia. And then she quarrels with this, her husband. I think she was wayward. I think she was misbehaving. And the man says, I'm going to send you back to our place. <laughs> that man would have been in prison now. Ah, people have suffered in this one. If not that there was a camera in the elevator, the lift. This woman entered the elevator and punched herself. Hit herself and created bruises. Runs out wearing a nightgown, calls the police. Ah, he beat me, he beat. They had finished arresting him now. Thank God. By now he would have been in prison. Thank God there was footage from the elevator. Then they saw this woman wounding herself. It's not who makes the most noise or appears. The, nothing is decided by that. That will go for day prison. Because the woman has thought about it. Ah, I'm going to go back to our village. Hey. Lie, lie, we die here. You pray for those in authority because their decisions affect you and yours. As a fact. Don't you want a peaceable life? Gaddafi was killed. Libya is still in trouble. They don't have a peaceable or a quiet life. It's in Libya that all these Nigerians that are trying to walk to Europe... That's where they catch them and sell them like, like Nama. They sell them like meat, like cattle. Sell. 
terrible, terrible. It, the place is wrecked. A place that was super organized, that the government government sponsored sponsored scholarship, uh, university education. So many things were available for free. The people's lives were peaceable. Yes, the man was a dictator, a strong man. Yes, but the people's lives were peaceful and quiet. Their life has been an utter wreck for decades now. For how long? Utter wreck. Iraq, they were crucifying Christians after they kicked out Saddam Hussein. You could be a Christian before. After that, they were cutting throats. Unfortunately, they won't show it online the way they should. They're cutting throats. So you, you remove the bad leader and then absolute chaos descended on the lives of the inhabitants endlessly. You better think. A place is not good or bad because of what you think. You read. And once in a while I say it because it's so rare. People barely know any of these things. You, you are just repeating what they did. That like Everybody keeps repeating the mistakes of the former set of people because you didn't hear what happened. You just joined the crowd. Is everyone shouting, hey, 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 aluta continua. You just joined. Did you ask? Have you asked? Have you, do you know what happens when people do this thing you're doing? Do you know what it leads to? I bet leave that thing, boy. Leave that thing. People there here, they talk, say, what time of day you did? See, they'll shut down the hostel. You live off campus, squatting in that place. You'll be batting with sachet water. Which one is better, this half water or no water? You better pause. Someone else is going to say, no. Are you saying we should not fight for our rights? Define rights. It's like when Nigerians, you talk about, you know, free education or your university education. I say better country. How many of you better country? Hey God, oh forgive, forgive us. Say amen. amen. You don't need to be forgiven. You have not sinned. God forgive us. Amen. At least there's something everybody needs to be forgiven of, baby. Eh. So just pretend that is what I'm praying about. How many of you know that education is far better in America and UK than here? Raise your hand now. Don't be backward. You didn't hear me. I say education is better there. Education. I mean university education is better there than here. Uh -huh. Some of you. You're, you're, you're like, let me not say anything. Who knows why he's asking. <laughs> uh, coward. <laughs> Always tell the truth. Forget about this or that. Even if you're the only one. I'm the kind of person, if I'm in a place, I'm the only one to have a different opinion. I'll raise my hand. What do you mean? Why? You don't fear God. Me, I fear God. I only I live before God. Let human beings think what they will. You can't remember Micaiah, one prophet against four hundred prophets. One. Why will you not tell the truth when you know the truth? But I've told you before. That God have mercy. They pay for the education. You didn't get. All of you that have been in university, all of you, except you went to a private university, all of you have been on scholarship all your life. All your university education is scholarship. You didn't know? You don't. Why don't you know? It's tuition free. 
is a federal university federal government is paying for you this strike all these things that you support that is the money government pays for your education when dr sam studio where's dr sam how much is that other uh, overflow home? how much is he with his fees have amounted to total no i want to know the total amount it's semester 1.2 for a, 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 a year, a session. 1.2 times 5 or 6. Medical center, how many is it? 1.2 times 6 is what? About 7.2 million. That's how much he paid to go to school. How much will you pay when they add all your fees? Four years, five years. <laughs> Medical students say, how much? 25 times 50. 50 times 6 is what? 300,000. All your life you have been on scholarship and it is federal government that pays your school fees. All your life. There's almost no, there might be one very few of such universities in America. They don't exist. You didn't hear me. All of them go to university the way that brother I just mentioned goes. Anyone that went to Ape Babalola Covenant, that's university. That is why the majority of people there don't go to university. All of you in your school that graduated, there may have been 80 of you. 10 people may go to university. All the rest don't ever go. It's not theory. I'm telling you reality. Your reality is utterly different from their reality. Now you sit here and talk about how those countries run well. How ridiculous it is. If you were there, you wouldn't go to university at all. You are too poor. The way you go to university is through scholarships or your parents have money. And by money, means money. They start saving some before you are born. They open an account and start dumping money. 18, 16, 17 years later, hopefully that money can take you to university. That's for parents that are struggling a bit. That are just there. But the majority of people, there is no hope. Except you are involved in sports, athletics. Then you win a sports scholarship. Or you are very intelligent and you hit certain things. Then you apply for scholarships. And you are in the top this, you are in the top that. Then you win a scholarship. That is how you go to university there. Not how you go by writing jam. No, jam has to do with nothing. It's cash. You must have, you didn't hear Sister Titi, the equivalent of the one year plus program she's doing. MBA is 40 million naira. And she went on scholarship. Because God wants her to go. So he gave her from here. Did all of that. Gave her a scholarship. 40 million naira. Then you sit and actually pick up Nigerian university education. That you don't pay a dime for. And compare to Afe Babalola. Are you real? Why are you real? So the government is paying that your And has been paying since you were born. 
uh, since you started university education, I mean, what I mean is as long as you have been alive, as long as there has been a federal university in Nigeria. Now you didn't know this, but look at the passion with which you speak against your country. Look at the power of ignorance. They say, no, no, it's just to leave this country. And go and do what? You can't pay 300. So what happens is that even though the lecturers are paid, they are not paid with your fees. Your fees are nothing. doesn't go near them. Your, the government, this federal government you cross, pays all their salaries, which is billions and billions. If you paid fees, even one-third of what these private universities pay, there would never be a strike. That is why there are not strikes in those places. Did you hear me? Yes, sir. Am I speaking French? I've said talk. No, this thing. No. no, this is basic, very simple. The lecturers know. Oh, the lecturers, are, they know. The governors, all the other people, they know these things. It's you that does not know. They know. Then they, they cover, they pretend. It is not who comes out and makes the most noise. The average Nigerian does not understand what is happening and it is so in almost every country of the world whoever controls the narrative that's the person that you're following but you don't even know what is actually happening so the federal government can say no now this money people are asking for is so much i'm not saying the federal government shouldn't pay them more and all of that i'm saying you don't understand when you sit down and sit down see all our people are leaving the country leaving the country after being going to school on for free on scholarship, then you leave because that's why, again, all of you that have that mindset, God will have mercy on you. <laughs> after they, they, after you say, What has government ever done for you? They put, put you on a scholarship. If I was the president, I would have made these things clear constantly. Constantly, I'll put it in your face. Listen, this is how much you should be paying. This is how much we take the total number of students, divide by how much we pay your lecturers and other staff. This is how much each of you should be paying. You shouldn't be paying less than 180,000 naira per semester. I'm giving an illustration. I didn't calculate that, but it might be correct. It might be 250,000. That's for a low salary. This is what you should pay minimum 10 times what you normally pay. 10 times. If that was so, most of you wouldn't be in university at all. Now, the people that made it possible for you to be in university over the decades in African countries, are you sure you should be crossing them? We operate differently. It's a business. All their universities there are businesses. This one, government is carrying you on their back. It's constantly, you're crossing them. With boldness, with passion. So how can you offer the thanksgiving? You can't. Rather, you're offering curses. And do you know God, everything I've just said, God knows. God knows that government pays your fees. God is aware. God is aware that government does not pay the fees of whether 99% of American universities. God knows that it's business. That you pay for it like those who go to Covenant University or Igbinedion or Nigerian American University in Yola. 
God knows. So when you cough up two million or one million for a semester, two million for a semester, how will there not be facilities and things? Many African countries are like this. They suffer all these things and carry all these weights. Then the Western country, who knows this thing, comes out in the news and says, Nigeria, whose university system has been rife with endless strikes, and you say, don't mind them. See better country. Do you think you should repent? Yeah. Uh, when you go home, when you go home, we got to repent. Uh, we don't have time here. This is one thing. I'm just talking about one thing. <laughs> you go to a country, your country, how much is tax? Most of you, your parents, all your life, you've never paid tax, ever. When they tried and added 5% value tax some time ago, outcry. You see it when they print out that thing. That's why people start hiding it. And you shouted, is this a country? Go outside the country during these last few years. You are, I mean this last year, this year. Countries, things have gone up by 30%. Tax, 30. You buy a car. When you Have you seen all these countries? People walk on their legs a lot and, and ride bicycles. Because they will tax you. Everything you get, they tax you. It's like being punished for having it. <laughs> you are, they are not punishing, but they tax you. You are buying a car. You must calculate tax. When you buy something for 100,000 they make you pay 30,000 on everything, 30% constantly on things. You don't even know that kind of existence. Your life is utterly different from the lives of you don't know. It's those massive monies they collect that they take and do so many things. They don't take it from you. You should know. And I could go on. I repeat, when someone comes and starts talking and making comparisons, did you remember that that country has been a, our 1960 is there 1776? So a place has had a house of assembly for 200 years. 400 years. UK. Your country has had for 60 years. What kind? And you keep comparing. That is like comparing. Who got born again here in the last one, two week, one week or two weeks? Three weeks, one month. You got saved recently. Good. So it's like telling this brother, please handle the sermon. That's like we expect you to preach that pastor. Make sure you know the Bible like him. Why are you laughing? Why are you guys laughing? Is he not a man like me? He's even taller than me. A man is a man, a man, I beg. Leave that thing. If pastor can do it, why can't he? Are you real? Pastor got born again 34 years ago. He got born again maybe three weeks ago. He should do what I do. How? Nobody expects it. Nobody, if I did it, all of you be saying, what? This is not fair now. No, why are you guys comparing them now? You look at it now. You even be very angry. How can you compare? Why did, why did they do it to him by putting him in charge? Now the guy has embarrassed himself. Why do you compare a, brand in a comparatively new country to an old country? No! What about... What about what? Look at small Rwanda. I was telling some relatives the other day. Say Rwanda. I said Rwanda, what happened? 
<laughs> Look at the, the same development. Uh, uh, what my brother-in-law said, uh, maybe, uh, 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 maybe that's the kind of person that should even come and rule us. And I said, yeah, but all of you would be in prison. Say, so, why? Oh, oh all, the, you, all these tribes you attack, and in that country, you, they will put you in prison. Your mouth says, fool. Fool. This is your Did you just, are you instigating civil war based on what has happened in that country in the past? Hate me. Off you go to prison. How dare you? Freedom of speech. They, they don't have. You, any one of you can abuse the president, abuse everybody. You go on living your life. Why do you make comparisons that are utterly unreal? They your, there's no comparison. Go and try any of that there. Do, and they think you pronounce outside. Say Igbos. And by the way, one man has been president for 22 years. And before he became that president, the president before, he was vice president and he was in charge of the armed forces too. So he was still in charge. One man. Non-stop president. This is the 22nd or 23rd year. Three cycles of seven years each term. You know, if you're the same person that starts something, you can complete a lot of things. Do you know how many things you can complete if you're the same person in power? Don't make... How did Jesus say it? Judge righteous judgment. You want to judge something, be fair. Analyze it properly. Can you see... Have I given you a reason this morning why you should be quick to hear but slow to speak? Yes, Do you think you've been speaking too much? Yes, yeah, I'm consistently telling people, see... Hold your opinions lightly. You see, is that in the Bible? No. So don't say it lightly. You don't, what facts do you have? You don't have. So keep it. All of you here that have this great desire to state your opinion, please don't be stating it. Learn to hear and do. Swallow it. Keep things. Have a habit of keeping things. What it will do, it will develop incredible self-control in you. It will help you overcome immorality. You didn't hear me. The ability to restrain yourself will help you in all areas of life. It's called self-discipline. I really want to give my opinion here. But I may be wrong though, and I don't want to lie. Hmm. Let me not say anything. And everybody say, you won't say anything. Say, no. Let's hear all the facts first. When will you hear all the facts? I don't know, in 10 years. Don't make people make you talk. Have you heard what Jesus said in Matthew 12? He said, by your words, you'll be justified. By your words, you will be condemned. So what the devil does, he makes us condemn ourselves by making us say things. So we keep opening our mouths in error and you will say it was a mistake. Yes, but that's why God says you shouldn't speak quickly. Because even though it was in error, he still says, give me Matthew 12, 36. No, even then, you will still be condemned. 
36 first. But I tell you that men will give an account on the day of judgment. For what? Did you hear it say every? Don't read this and be unafraid. Read it and be afraid. It said every careless. He said, I was, I was just speaking carelessly. You will give account. When? On the day of judgment. The day of judgment is 1,000 years from this time we are in. This is long after you have died. They will wake you up to answer for that thing you said on 17 November 2021. Wake up. Did you say this thing? Ah. That, that's what everybody was saying now. How was I supposed to know? That's the point. You didn't know. Why did you say? You don't open your mouth. Job talked. And he spoke a lot of sense. Then God showed up and said, Who is this that darkens counsel with words without knowledge? Without knowing. You don't know. Why are you speaking? Why are you speaking? He says when you speak, you darken counsel. It's like spraying black smoke. Don't do it. Resist the temptation to be opinionated. And let your opinion. Someone told me, my sister, my, he said, uh, were you saying you're not opinionated? I said, I'm opinionated. I agree. My natural man is opinionated. Once in a while, I may get carried away. But generally speaking, my opinions are rooted in scripture. Then it's not my opinion. It's not my opinion. I'm showing to you in the word of God. Are you saying God is opinionated? When God speaks, it's called the truth. And it makes people free from what? Lies. Lies bind you. It makes you think wrong. It makes you agree with things that are wrong. It makes you say amen. Every time you're gisting with your friends, your roommates, family, and they say something, you say, true, you're saying amen. You didn't know. That is amen. You're saying, you're saying, I agree. I agree. And you're nodding. I agree. That's a many, 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 men all around. So the question, maybe that will be the title of the message is, what do you say amen to? What have you been saying amen to? I've given examples that for mostly students, you will understand. Have you been saying amen to all sorts of things about your education, about your nation, about your leaders that are rooted in complete error? Should you have said amen to it or given thanksgiving? Father, we thank you for the Nigerian government that for the since independence they've been sending students to university for free. Do you understand this? That's what you should be thanking God for every president that continued the policy. Do you know if a president will come? and change the policy. Do you know American government, they used to be like us and support university education. And they, like everything else, it became a business venture. Do you know if there's a president that will come and change all your fees? Let me warn you, so you don't say I didn't tell you. A leader may come that will make you pay for your university education. Just know that I don't need 10% of people that go to university or can go will ever go again. You'll simply be out. You will never be able to go to university. 
Because when your school fees is 250,000 per semester, when it's 25,000 and you can't pay, you're struggling. Then it's 300,000 per semester. What will you do? There's no hope. Give thanks for what you have. Recognize these things. Know this. Grow up into this understanding. Is this clear? Every area of life, you must learn to recognize. What do I agree to? What is it I've been saying is true? Abi, Abi, you said it well. All of that, that's amen you're saying. Amen, 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 amen. I agree, I agree, I agree. Be careful what you agree to. Find out, but what does God say? What do the facts say? Let me go and cross-check it. Let me confirm it. In America, how most students go to school, it's called student's loan. You can spend 20 years paying it from the time you graduate. 30 years. Yes, a major reason they voted Biden was he promised to cancel student loans. Millions of Naira. I had a brother that went on, was in school on student loan. He, he, he was owing 2 million Naira. That's many years ago. Long, long, long ago. Did I say Naira? What's it Naira? It is horrible. I, my head has fried. I don't know how much it is. The amounts are incredible. That's how you go to, that's why you have that nice hostel that they send you a picture. See my hostel room. That's why they have the nice hostel room. That's why this mount bed, this mount, like you sit there and say, eh, see better country. <laughs> what do you pay for your accommodation? The last time it was 9,000. How much is it now? 12. They've added 3,000. They hold 3,000 naira. <laughs> Three. Titi Lyos booking for one, one semester was supposed to be, oh God, I forget. Ah, but here it would be probably something, 500,000 naira. That's for one semester, hostel accommodation. Accommodation. You'll be here saying, hey, hmm. Now all of you that, you know, today your ignorance has been exposed and you're trying to keep a straight face. I'll just pity you because we don't have time. I'll have entered you one by one. They're abusing your country, abusing your country, abusing your leadership. Say, joining politicians who are trying to enter power to say, ah, this country, you see all those things. Politicians talk like that, so you vote them. They have a motive. Do you get? Who has seen the video of Peter B? Who has seen, uh, not Peter B, Wiki? Who has seen what Wiki said some days ago? If you haven't seen it, ask someone has it on their phone here. Did I not tell you? Have I not been telling you for years? He came out and said, this is the first time I'm going to tell the truth. After all, our desire is that the president should fail so our party can take over. Didn't I tell you that that's what politicians do? But I'm going to tell the truth. And that's because his party, they quarrel. <laughs> that's all. At the end, look at when he's telling the truth. Look at when. But I've been telling you these things. He said, this government, please thank the president for me. Thank him. <coughs> uh, I'm going to say it. <coughs> now watch the video yourself. If you haven't watched it, watch it. It's a short clip. I'm going to say it. All the money we've been owed since 1999. People are wondering, where do we get money to do all the things we are doing in River State? The president has paid off 
all our debts, all the derivation money, all the different things that were passed by different governments. I told you. People that go back and pay things that were owed from the 60s, paid Biafran soldiers, paid, have paid while you're crossing and complaining. They are paying. They are paying. They are paying debts. Paying. Removing the debt of Nigeria. You're crossing. You're crossing. You're crossing. Don't you know the Bible says those who return evil for good, evil will not depart from their house? That's what the Bible says. You guys don't understand why I get slightly worked up when I talk about a nation. You don't understand that every time you speak or don't do what you should do, example, give thanks and pray for your president. You don't understand that you're inviting evil to the house of Nigeria. So tomorrow, the violence on the streets that you will see and all the things that will happen around, you will say, Kai, how could this happen? You, you, you made it happen. Nigerians, you made it happen. Christian Nigerians, especially, you return evil for good. The Bible says evil won't depart from your house. So when we pray and intercede, and beg and pray and say, God, please have mercy. When you hear me say, God, pray for the church. God, forgive the church. I'm not joking. Because if God fulfills his word concerning us, we have, we have planted so much wrong based on lies, error, falsehood, propaganda that you can never offer up things. Thanksgiving in the spirit is white smoke. Every We see the Nigerian church offer it. It's black. We've seen it in visions for years. It comes up black. Black. Then it kills the church. We see it. They are in a church building. It comes up black, black, black. Fills the whole place. When it dissipates, there are dead bodies all over the floor. This is not a matter of politics. I'm not interested in politics. It's what is happening. Thanksgiving, frankincense, is white. When you burn it, put it on fire, it brings out white smoke. Every time we are disobeying the Father, we are judging and condemning ourselves. Why you think you're judging your governor, the other person, when you would do the same thing, when your own father or uncle or auntie in office would do the same thing or are doing and they are giving you their share of the spoils. Ah, this is for you just to go back to school with. And that's your favorite auntie. God, give me 200k. How does she have 200k? What's her official salary? 89,000. Her three children are abroad schooling. How come she has all this money? Is it possible they are sharing people's pension money? Do you even know what happens in your country? Have you seen what happens? Federal government did a project, gave 774,000 Nigerians free equipment, training. You collect costs. I heard from proper authorities that are involved. They get the foreign things imported, German, batteries, all sorts of things that you have to set up your business. Those things, they sell them. They take them and sell. They will give it to be dispersed to people. People will collect all, steal it. So at the top, all these good things, like have never happened, are pouring down. In the midst of all this recession shouting, that same federal government has given your state government more money 
than any government has ever given. You didn't know, right? Like, you can go on the internet and read it. Type in federal allocation to states from this year to this year, this year to this year, this year to this year. While you're crossing, crossing, crossing. But they are giving your states more money than any other federal government has given. So what's happening? It is politics, I believe, but it's also a trap by the devil to get us to harm ourselves. You must stop. You must be quick to hear and slow to speak because we will give account for everything we said that was rooted in error. We must not say amen to what is wrong. We must say amen to what is right. I'd like us to stand to our feet. You have something to pray about this morning. Most of it you carry and go back. See, whenever you hear the word of God, allow it to make you sober enough to change. Don't joke with the word of God. God it's God's words. First prayer point. If you know God has taught you that you've heard things that will make you make changes in your lifestyle. Tell him thank you. In 15 seconds, say thank you, Father, for opening my eyes, for giving me understanding and light. Father, I'm grateful. I bless your name. I give you glory and praise. Thank you for enlightening us with the truth. Thank you for comprehension. Blessed be your name. You are worthy of praise. Be exalted, Holy One. Amen. I want us to ask the Lord to forgive us for all the times we have used our mouths wrongly. And we have been quick to speak and slow to hear. Pray. Father, forgive us. Show mercy to this household, to all of us. For the many times we just blab wrongly, falsely, or join the crowd and say whatever it is we like. Father, I ask for forgiveness. I ask for forgiveness. Let mercy cleanse our lips. Let our words not be held against us. Oh, good God. May our sins be forgiven based on ignorance and just by us. Purge us. Purify our mouths. Show us mercy. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 I want us to specifically ask the Lord to help us from now on only to say amen to what is right. That God should help you to be instructed. Instruction enables you to say amen properly. That God should help you receive all the instruction you need to only agree to what is right. Pray. Father God, we ask, help us. Give me, give us the instruction we need. Instruction, counsel, understanding. Help us be students that humbly listen and learn what the Lord is saying. Help us humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Give us grace to yield to your hand. Good God, great God. That we might only agree with what you agree with, what you say. May we be found walking with you. Thank you. Amen. I want you finally to pray for those in authority. Some of you have never done it all your life. Ask specifically for our president, 
for other leaders in our nation that the Lord God Almighty will bless them and help them, assist them in the doing of what they are called to do. Pray. Father God, we commit the president, we commit the governors, the ministers, commissioners, everyone in authority in Nigeria. We ask that you help them, bless them, help them, enable them. Ask God to bless them. Say, God bless them. We give you thanks for the leadership through the past to the present. Thank you for every role they have played. Whatever you use them to do, we are grateful that you use them. We are grateful that they were. We are grateful, oh God, for the work, the work you have done in and through them. Blessed be your name. Each of them carrying out the assignment. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Lift your hands. Father, I'm asking for everyone here. Your word says, how can two walk together if they are not in agreement? We acknowledge that many times we have walked with ourselves or with even the devil because we have agreed with things he has said. When we agree with someone, we are walking with them in the spirit. We are saying from today, we want to walk with you only. We want to agree with you only. So we can walk with you. Father, we are asking that make us new people. Let us be an example of the believers in our speech. Let there be a restraint. Put a guard over our lips. May we not condemn ourselves and judge ourselves. And prepare ourselves for trouble in the days ahead. When we stand before you at the day of judgment, we want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. We do not want to be condemned. Help us, O God. Help us, O God. Help us, O God. Father, bless our nation. Bless every president we've ever had for the duties they were raised to execute. Thank you for them. Thank you for them. Thank you for them. Every assignment they carried out that no one else could have carried out, that they were uniquely equipped to carry out for them, for those things, we say thank you. And Father, we are asking every future leader you will give us, we appeal to you. Give us a leader that will fulfill your purposes in our lives. We ask for a restraint on violence. We ask that evil will not dwell in the house of Nigeria. We ask that evil will not dwell in the house of Nigeria. We ask that evil will depart from the house of Nigeria. Help us all to be people who pray and petition and intercede and give thanks. May we offer the requisite incense so that your mercy will be extended to our country. Thank you, good Father. If you have an offering, take it in your hands. I'm praying. Some people may have given already by transfer or will give, but I'll pray for all the offerings. And then the first timers, I'm going to pray for you once we're done. This is your first time. If you, if you, if you, you came for the second service, you're staying for the second service. Wait, I'll pray for you at the end of the second service, okay? You came for the first service, you were here early on. You're staying for the first service. Uh, no, you're leaving now. After now, I'll pray for you in the admin office there at once. And the prophetic teams will pray for you in the overflow, okay? So the prophetic teams will pray for you there. Um, what the prophetic intercessory teams do, um, 
is we just it doesn't take any time at all but we just pray for you you know with the giftings of word of knowledge word of wisdom uh discernment of spirit you know one gift or the other that the lord is kind enough to give us interpretation of tongues all that they are able to discern things about you you know and we've prayed for thousands of people over the years it's our gift to you gifts are for mutual edification the book of romans chapter one says you know that we might mutually edify each other so we are trying to build you up edify means to build up so we'll pray for you for one minute two minutes and then they'll share certain things we counsel you to receive those things they'll record it on the phone the idea is so you can get the audio when you go back transcribe it i suggest electronically writing in a book is good but you may lose the book so if you type it and send to yourself as an email the words will be about things past present or future god knows you can touch all of those areas past present future some may make sense some you know some you don't know and many of you almost if you're new here and you came you know this was done for you some of those things as they told you are like wow god has revealed this thing concerning me that one may impress you past and present but what about the future that's the one you usually don't understand and you're like this one does not apply to me it may apply in three years we've seen that happen very many times in three years it might apply very specifically so you better pay attention to it it's for your good how the bible says that you wore a good warfare through the prophecies that are spoken over you through the things that I said god tells you things about the future so you can be safe so your steps can be ordered safely if someone tells you i see a very dark lady and she's smiling at you but she has a dagger behind her back and it's like i'm seeing you wear nysc clothing that makes you know when you go for nysc you may even forget it like many times people here they do then you know let's not do what one brother said you know and after he finished his service he now said i stumbled across my prophetic words from two years ago everything they said happened to me you see if you had paid attention to it one year after he got it which was when he went for service he would have avoided many things he didn't he, he even forgot it when he saw it he wrote it to me so he said i'm speaking he said everything and they had told him i we see said, this what will happen this will happen he had forgotten it and this is common this has happened to hundreds of people so i'm counseling you it might not make sense it doesn't matter type it out save it once in a while go and refer to it once in a while you may see your life playing out there is this clear i hope we are able not just to be a blessing by teaching you scriptures but by also ministering to you that's what the gifts of the spirit are for for ministering ministry means to serve it's for serving you it's to help you your life should be easier more comfortable and more blessed okay all right so first time as that will happen i'll pray for you there personally and then the prophetic teams will spend a few minutes and give you something and then you can go you're invited to join us on wednesdays and fridays now if you're a student we understand your right exams we are now encouraging you to come for the believers bible school that holds mondays tuesdays and thursdays 
by 5 p.m. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, 5 p.m. Binwas Bible School. It holds here. There's a series going on now. A class is holding. You come here by 5. If you're a student, we encourage you to read your books. Finish your examinations. After that come, there will be a new cycle that will start at sometime in, in next month. Okay? So feel free to come then. But if you're not a student, we encourage you to come. Come and learn. This our Christian battle is tough, but you must not be defeated. You can win. The only reason we often don't win is because we are not instructed in the ways of war. Learn the ways of war. The people can read the art of war by Sun Tzu. But they don't read the art of Christian warfare. You don't know. So every battle, you are defeated. You are supposed to learn it. It's there's an edu it's not your feelings. It's you are educated. Uh, um, David said, God teaches my hands to war. So you are to be taught how to fight. Fighting is an art. You learn it. It's not just, I'm just unlucky. You're not unlucky. You're ignorant. The word ignorant is the Greek word idiotes. You can guess which English word comes from that. I'm serious. So know these things. Don't be an idiotes. Don't be ignorant. Don't. No. I won't tell you the English word from which morose comes. But it's translated foolish. Sounds like M-O-R-O. -O. Very bad word. But that's where the word came from. Most Christians are so. Why should you be? You're ignorant. You are foolish. Because you're not instructed. God loves you. But you must allow him to love you. Learn what he gives you to learn. Alright? So, Wednesday and Friday is a general meeting. Everybody is suspected. Wednesday, Friday, 5 p.m. God will be on your side. And everyone remember, based on what we said on Friday, I don't know if you heard it. While you're reading for exams, <laughs> try, you're going to read, evangelize, share the truth. If you followed what God was saying to us on Friday night, he was telling us, spread my word, lead people to Jesus, restore lost people. There are so many people that have been born again, they're backslidden. Restore them, restore them. There will be consequences if they are not restored. If they refuse to turn back to the Lord, there will be consequences. It's not neutral. Pray God to give you a heart that understands that when you look at a human being, their externals are inconsequential. Their spiritual condition is super consequential. They better be restored. And many times they will never be restored if nobody goes to them and says, Brother, can we talk? I used to think you were a Christian or what happened? Because it seems you bastard. Or when I was not born again, you used to, I used to look at you and wish I could or talk to them. Don't stop all this and, uh, well, I don't like bothering people. Uh, we were reading for exams. What if they die before exams? I heard the class rep of the law students here before law exam, by exam, law school, he died. So, what, don't, see may you learn to see with god's eyes Amen. when i was a student i would look at people sometimes i just look at them my eyes would fill with tears i'll start crying for no reason 
I was still learning the things of the spirit. I didn't understand it. That's why I explained so many things to you. And some of them would die. They would die. They died before we finished school. If I understood everything I understand now, ah, I would have been very spiritually vicious. All this apology for trying, I'm trying to save you from falling in front of a moving car. Oh, excuse me, don't be angry. Sorry, can I pull you out the car? Oh, it has hit you. Hey, yeah, sorry. What? May you receive compassion for human beings. Amen. That you see them now means you see them tomorrow. Some of them, they don't die physically. They die spiritually. While you're wasting time, doing boom, 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 they initiate them into a cult. While you're wasting time, um, uh, well, I'm not, it's not that I'm saying that. They take her off somewhere and go and rape her. And, and she gets demons. Demons that will control her life for the next 28 years. She goes into bondage that you don't see doesn't change anything. That's what happened. There are people that will sleep with you. They put you, they have just put you in chains here, here, here. Like, you're, you're, if you see yourself in the spirit, oh God, you serve, you pity yourself. You're finished. That person may never be free. Some till they die. Some for the next 20, for years. One act and you may have intercepted it, but you did not. Because you said, well, me, I don't like disturbing people. Will they slap you? Even if they slap you, they kill the apostles. Can't you suffer for Jesus? Tell people the truth. Say, I like to speak with you. Come, see. Come. Don't be. Hey, please. Let me show you something. Read this place. I'll be your Christian. Read this place. Let them read it and say, hey, so what do you mean? Don't react to their reaction. Some will try to fight back. So they will scare you away. Then others will. There are many who will go sober and listen to you. But you never even tried. You just went, don't they know what is good? Who told you they know what is good? Don't you know Satan blinds people's eyes according to scripture? Says the God of this world has blinded the eyes of those that perish. They can't see. You can come to church like this and you don't hear anything I just preached. Even though you were here, you live here and go and keep being exactly how you were. It's called spiritual blindness. That's why you should pray for people. Say, come, I'd like to share something with you. Let's pray for a moment. Father, I ask that you give my sister eyes to see. Yes, to hear. Then you show something. Be led by the Spirit, but stop waiting. And don't do it during evangelism time only. Do it in class, night class. When you're sleeping and you're standing outside, you're going to go and stand out. Just walk by. Hey, I'd like to tell you something. Forget all this. <sighs> my heart is beating. It will not fall out. Open your mouth. You never know who you will save. Those of us that have preached to people and you've seen people change, turn around completely. You couldn't have believed this person, this person. If you've heard the testimonies of the people in our church that people consider giants. If you hear their testimonies, how they once were, then you will know there's no lion. There's no lion. People are looking for God, but most times nobody brings God to them. That's all. Nobody brings God to them. You look at them and in your mind you decide that they deserve whatever they get. No. Don't say I'm writing exams. Don't. People die doing exams. People die doing exams. I want you to be evangelists. Lead people to Jesus. Pray for people. Love people. If you spend 5-10 minutes talking to someone, what's the big deal? Then you talk to them again. Then you say after exams, you talk better. 
We say, would you like to pray? Not for exams. Don't tell them to repent so they'll pass exams. It's a lie. They will not pass exams because of prayer. You don't come to Jesus to pass exams. You come to Jesus because you're a sinner and your sins must be forgiven. Is this clear? Yes, sir. You come to Jesus because you're a sinner and your sins must be forgiven. Lead people to Jesus. They need Jesus. If you can bring them to church, good. But that's not my emphasis. Here, we will help them grow. Or maybe help them see. But the main reason is, carry the light you have. Like a torch in the room when they take light. Like a lamp. Raise it so others can see with the light you have. Stop keeping your light under. Stop buying lamps that can only shine on your... Buy lamps that can hang on the roof so roommates can share. Stop behaving how you behave in the physical. Think of others and God will bless you for it. Amen. Amen. I'm praying for that offering and closing the meeting. Father, I'm thankful for the opportunity to give. And I'm asking as your children go, go with them. Amen. Give them grace, give them favor, give them ability. Give them peace. I ask that you help those that are struggling with understanding. Send them helpers, oh God. Amen. Yes, God, as they sit to read, Lord, send them helpers. As you have helped so many of your own in times past, help these ones too. Even those that just came today visiting, give them help because they came. Because they came to the house of God, which is a house of help. Father, I ask you that you bless their water and their bread and keep them safe on every side. I speak good health to you. Soundness of being, soundness of mind. Peace to your eyes. Peace to your eyes. Painful eyes. Peace to those eyes in Jesus' name. I rebuke plasmodium parasites. I rebuke. I curse you to your roots. Wither up malaria. Leave the bodies. Thank you, Lord God. Go with your children as they go to speak your word, as they pray for the sick, as they seek to be a blessing. Confirm your word with signs and wonders following. Save, 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 save the lost. Restore the strays. Strengthen the young. And evil, those that the devil wants to come after, that is coming after even at this time, hunting them, trying to take the precious soul. Spirits of lust. I rebuke you. I command you to take your hands, your coils from off around God's people. May fire from heaven fall on you now. Run off, you spirits of lust. Every seductress, male or female, every Delilah spirit, may the light of God shine on you and expose you. Amen. Samson will not lose his hair. Amen. Samson will not lose his eyes. Father, strength to your own. Mercy and strength. 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 Amen. 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 Strength.
May you not be found in a prostitute's house. Amen. May you not be found in a seductress's house. Amen. That an arrow might not pierce your liver. Amen. Oh my God, have mercy on everyone here. Amen. Thank you for this kindness. Thank you, Thank you for deliverances. Thank you, Thank you for mercy. Just wave your hands to the Lord, give him praise. Blessed be your name, good God. Blessed be your name. Blessed be. Now listen, put that song up. Blessed be your name. Uh, teach my hands to God. Listen to me. We are going to praise God for, the, for two more minutes or so, three. Hear me again, because there's always someone that doesn't understand anything. Praise God as you are praising him now. You don't know what just happened now. The Bible says that the seductress hunts the precious life. You don't understand if you did. God just helped people. Not just all the prayers. That last prayer about lust and temptation and being taken captive. I just finished. I realized I just finished talking about. You don't know what one act can do. One. Do you know one act that someone can have an STD and can never get married? One is enough. One. Not 50 times. Once is enough. So, God is so kind. I want you to appreciate him. Okay? Blessed be your name. Taken away our shame. Oh, oh give us strength to the feet of the lame. Cover us with your body. Pray you receive eyes to see, ears to hear, and an understanding heart. Remember, test all things and hold fast to what is good. For more information, visit our website at gods 
lighthouse.org.